It is an all-basketball episode of Locked on Hoosiers today as we look at some men's and women's basketball preseason polls and then preview the Hoosiers in the NBA as the NBA season gets underway fully tonight. You are Locked on Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, October 20th. This, as we said, is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood, bringing you all of that daily news. Thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part or your first listen every day and just part of your day in general. Uh, we are free and available anywhere you guys listen to podcasts on all platforms, including on YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. As I said, we're taking a break from football for one day this week to do a basketball uh, podcast where we're going to talk about the women's basketball team who opens in the top 10 in the preseason poll, the men's basketball team who is just outside the top 25, and then we're going to look at the Hoosiers in the NBA. There are six of them that are going to be on the opening day, opening night rosters. So we're going to take a look at each of them and what to expect from them this season. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, as we mentioned. Go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Let's start with the women's basketball team because they are the ones that are ranked coming into the season. Uh, the top 25 poll uh, associated press poll was released on Tuesday for the women's basketball and the Hoosiers come in at number eight. Your Indiana Hoosiers are ranked number eight in the preseason poll. Massive, massive from them. It is the highest they have ever been ranked in program history. It surpasses last season, middle of the year last year, when they were ranked ninth. Uh, they ended up finishing the season 12th. Uh, for those that don't remember or didn't watch last season, they made it all the way to the Elite Eight. They eventually fall to Arizona. And what was a, a pretty close game, but they fall to Ari McDonald and Arizona, uh, one of the best players in the country last season. So there was no shame in that, but there was some frustration because it was right there. But they return. When I say everybody, I mean everybody. Everybody is back from that team this season. Uh, they are going to make it one last big run at it with this core, the most successful team in Indiana uh, women's basketball history, the best team, the highest ranked team. This is the golden era right now for Indiana women's basketball. We are absolutely going to be covering this women's basketball team this season, and uh, we will be sure to uh, preview them, cover their games as well. Their schedule this year is going to be a daunting one, though. Based on that top 25 poll, they're looking at games against the against defending champion Stanford, who come in at number three. Number four, Maryland is in the conference. Uh, number five, NC State, I believe, is the ACC Big Ten crossover game. Uh, you have number nine, Iowa, in the Big Ten. Number 11, Michigan. Uh, number 17, Ohio State. And the women do play Kentucky. So that in Kentucky comes in at number 13. So that schedule is going to be loaded. The Hoosiers are going to be tested, and hopefully they're going to be able to pick up some uh, big ranked wins. There's been a lot of talk about top 10 matchups. 
uh, for the football team this season. Looks like there's potential for some of those for the women's basketball team this season as well. So really excited to see uh, the women get on the court and build off of last season. Get back in front of the fans because they deserve a packed house after what they did last season. Earlier this week, the men's ranking came out. I'm sure a lot of you saw that. In case you didn't, the Hoosiers come in uh, receiving votes, but unofficially ranked number 27. The poll obviously only goes to the top 25. They were seventh in the Big Ten. Uh, you have Michigan and Purdue at six and seven. Uh, Ranking-wise, you have Illinois at 11. Ohio State at 17, Maryland at 21, and then Michigan State was unofficially 26. The Hoosiers are 27th. It's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out because the Hoosiers obviously don't have that hard of a preseason schedule. There's still a lot of unknowns with this team, a lot of transfers coming in. I think it's going to be a team that's going to have to work some things out even into the season. But having said all that, they have one of the best players in the Big Ten and Trace Jackson Davis, obviously. Uh, And while it wasn't quite as high, Ken Palm, uh, those rankings, which another kind of statistical model, a lot like SP Plus that we talk about for college football, we're going to reference Ken Palm a lot this season. They have the Hoosiers at 31. Uh, again, right there in that same area, they are the eighth highest Big Ten team coming in. This, all the same names, except Iowa is also ahead of the Hoosiers uh, coming into the season. You get a little bit of a a clearer look at the schedule for the Hoosiers with Ken Palm. They have kind of a tiered system for games, uh, a tier A and a tier B game. The very simplified version and explanation of it is a game in in tier A represents a top 50 opponent adjusted for the location of the game. And tier B is the same concept for a top 100 opponent. So a road game against a top 70 team would still be considered a, a, a tier A because it's on the road, a neutral game against, you know, the a top 70, top 60 team, those types of things gives you a bit of a sense. Those Where those numbers exactly fall, where on the road, at home, neutral, varies each year. So there's not a set in stone uh, formula. But basically, I tell you all that to say the Hoosiers have one tier B game in the non-conference schedule in St. John's and two tier A games, one against Syracuse uh, at Syracuse, a Big Ten ACC challenge, and then the Notre Dame game uh, to wrap up the, presumably to wrap up the Crossroads Classic. Um, That Notre Dame game is going to be their highest ranked opponent in the non-conference at 27. Uh, A couple other ones, Syracuse and St. John's are their only other teams inside the top uh, 100 so the Hoosiers aren't going to have too daunting of a non-conference schedule but they're going to make up for it with a conference schedule that is going to be absolutely brutal this season and it is going to certainly test the Hoosiers Uh, hopefully they will have some things figured out by the time they get to Big Ten play and won't have any more of those learning curves going into that so A lot of fun to look forward to for the college basketball season for men's and women's. 
those are less than a month away. You're looking at about three weeks away before those get underway. So we'll certainly start picking up more and more coverage on those basketball teams, especially if the football team continues to struggle. Uh, we want to we try to keep it fun. And I know if the, the football team keeps losing, more eyes are going to turn to the basketball court. So uh, it, it's going to be a, a fun season, I think, for both teams, different types of seasons for both. And, and that'll make it interesting uh, to pay attention to both, I think. So not only are the college seasons nearing, as is the NBA season, technically it started on Tuesday. Uh, as I'm recording this, it is on in the background right behind uh, the camera. But uh, the the entirety of the, the season basically starts on Wednesday. There's only two games on Tuesday. Everybody else starts on Wednesday. So it's uh, thought to be a good time to look at the Hoosiers in the NBA, who, uh, who is still left in the NBA, and what their uh, kind of expectations, their roles will be for those that want to try to keep up with them this season. Uh, if you're also looking to uh, get involved with daily fantasy sports and prize picks is the option for you guys. Uh, speaking of the NBA, they have uh, NBA over-unders on the site. We always talk about them for the uh, college sports because they are the leader in daily college sports, but they allow mixed sports entries. So if you want to do some of these IU players, uh, OG, Eric Gordon, Cody Zeller, guys like that, mix them with Michael Penix. If he gets back, Jack Tuttle, Ty Freifogel, things like that, you'll be able to do it. Just do one big, add Kyle Schwarber in there, see if he hits another uh, absolute bomb again uh, in the ALCS as he did with that Grand Slam. A lot of Hoosiers you can be throwing into some of these uh, or these over under props. Uh, for those that don't know, Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. Uh, college football, you're looking at yardage, touchdowns, receptions, interceptions thrown, uh, anything you can imagine. You just pick two to five players, pick the over under, uh, and then went up to 10 times your entry. Uh, new users that sign up today make a deposit with promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant match bonus. So that's free money they are giving you guys. Uh, as we mentioned, they offer mixed sports entries, make it a lot of fun. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to the app store, download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. There's a lot of Hoosiers to be really excited about in the NBA this season, but I had to start with the one to be most excited about. He was one of my favorite Hoosiers to watch in Assembly Hall, and that is OG Ananobi. Uh, OG is absolutely primed for a breakout season in Toronto. He's steadily improved every year. Uh, his first season started a little bit late because of that ACL injury, but he has incrementally improved. About this time last year, actually probably closer to about 11, a mo 11 months ago inside the bubble uh, in the NBA playoffs, he had a huge buzzer beater uh, for the Raptors. The condensed season did a lot of weird things in the NBA. Um, the, the Raptors were forced to play in Tampa Bay because of COVID restrictions in Canada. It meant that um, teams couldn't go in and out of Canada, basically. So the Raptors had to find a new home. 
They settle in Tampa Bay. So when they take the court for their opening game, it'll be their first time in uh, Toronto playing a game since March of last year. So that will be a lot of fun to watch. And OG is going to be a really big part of this team this season. Last year, averaged 15.9 points, 5.5 rebounds, uh, shot 48% from the field and 39.8% from three. He's only looked even better in the preseason. He is uh, He's shined bright. I know you can only take so much from preseason um, stats and, and play and whatnot, but Synergy tweeted out a graphic, Synergy Basketball, um, some advanced analytics for those that don't know. Uh, points scored per possession. OG had 1.24 points per possession on 15.5 possessions, which was the best mark in all of preseason play. So he is absolutely primed for a big season. He's going to have a bigger role. Pascal Siakam usually starts alongside him on the wing in the front court. He's going to be out to start the year, so even more minutes for OG. Uh, It's the biggest role yet, I would say, coming uh, in Toronto's offense. They also lost Kyle Lowry in the offseason to Miami, so even more time for OG and Anobi. So if there's one guy I would say you guys should pay attention to, it is OG. Ironically, we share an, an account with Locked on Raptors for recording these podcasts. So absolutely be checking out Locked on Raptors this season. Next guy is Eric Gordon, whose role is a little less unclear. Uh, Obviously, EJ has been in the NBA for a long time now. Uh, He is 32, been in the league since 2008. He is on a Rockets team that is young and rebuilding. And so a 32-year-old on a rebuilding team, you can understand why his role is a little less certain. I would suspect that he is going to be traded at some point this season. Uh, But even if he isn't, he's carved out a very very good role in the NBA. Uh, For the injuries he suffered early in his career that kind of slowed him, I don't want to say derailed him because obviously he still had a, a long career, but kind of changed the way he had to play. Uh, in recent seasons in Houston, he has uh, absolutely found his role in this league. He was a part of some really good Houston teams, got a really big payday for his role on those Houston teams. But uh, during in five seasons with the Rockets, He's a 35.5% three-point shooter on almost nine attempts per game, which is right at league average. Uh, At his best, uh, you were looking at a guy who uh, was a 37.2% three-point shooter. Really reliable. Uh, NBA teams want that that type of player. Uh, Gordon, as I said, has been around for a long time. He knows his role. He knows what it kind of takes to be in the league. Uh, it's he's six three, but can play a little bit of small forward, uh, a smarter defender, lengthy as well. I know at times in college he was almost more of a point guard ball handler. He doesn't do that nearly as much anymore. He's very much a spot up shooter, uh, knockdown shooter that NBA teams respect, and that type of gravity will be uh, impactful in games. So if he's able to stay healthy, is the big if. He missed a good chunk of last season because of injury, only played 27 games. 
about half the season, a little under half the season. So if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be traded. And I think it will be to a contender. The problem is he has a big contract, 18.2 million he's due this season. Eric <laughs> Eric Gordon has has earned himself some money. He's already at counting his money this season. He'll be at $157 million in career earnings. Uh, the length of he has two more years on his contract. And uh, although the last season is non-guaranteed, uh, he's looking at somewhere in the range of $190 million in career earnings based on his current contract. So shout out to EJ for securing the bag. Last guy for this segment is Cody Zeller. We talked about Cody a little bit when this podcast first started during NBA free agency. Uh, he had spoken about wanting to join a contender and, and play for uh, a team that was vying for the playoffs regularly and, and potentially uh, bigger hopes than that. He had been on Charlotte uh, throughout his career, through his first eight seasons. Charlotte wasn't a consistent contender, so he ends up landing in Portland where he'll have a, a much different role. He's not going to be the starter as he normally was in Charlotte. Uh, he's going to be the backup center. He went there on a minimum contract. Minimum is relative. It's a $1.7 million this season. But he took a smaller role because he wanted to play for a contender. So that's what he's going to be doing this season. Uh, the Blazers are kind of in that middle tier in the Western Conference. It, things could go awry in Portland. For now, they're going to be a contender. Damian Lillard, one of the, the stars of the NBA, uh, point guard for the Blazers. During the summer, kind of had a maybe he will, maybe he won't type of trade request. Uh, ultimately kind of backed down after some reports indicated he wanted to. He backed down, never requested a trade. Sounds like he's committed for now. Uh, if it's a slow start, if they lose some games, we'll see if he's still committed. But Cody's going to play a role in that team. He's, As I said, he's going to be the backup center. He's going to see a lot of minutes. Uh, he's going to be the first big off the bench, I would think, or one of the first. So uh, it's going to be a different role. It's going to be a lot harder for fans to see him, I would imagine, this season, this season, him playing on the West Coast for half his games, at least over half his games. So uh, it'll be an interesting season for him in Portland, but he'll get to play for a team that's competing for uh, the first time, one of the first times in his career. So I'm sure he will enjoy that. That's where he wanted to be as well. So uh, that should be a fun season up there for him. There's a couple other guys, a couple other young guys to talk about, and then one name that I'm sure you guys know I haven't mentioned yet. We'll talk about those guys here in just a second. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you guys are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most bars are chalky or waxy or just hard to, to swallow, to choke down. Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's, it's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd probably bet that you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, so all the healthy benefits on top of being just a, a delicious bar with many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there's so many flavors. We talk about them all the time, from coconut, raspberry, 
salted caramel, chocolate, cherry barcia. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a new limited time flavor every three to four days, so be sure to check their website. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also want to make sure you guys are using Bet Online. We mentioned the start of the NBA season. There's no better time to get uh, involved with Bet Online than with uh, NBA underway, with playoff baseball, with college football that we're talking about all the time. Not talking about the Hoosiers today, but boy, is that line going to be interesting because the Hoosiers are going to enter Saturday's game right now as a 20-and-a-half-point underdog at home. It's hard to argue with that based on what the offense is doing. Uh, We'll talk about that a little more uh, the next two days as we talk about the Ohio State-Indiana game, but that is a much different line than the Hoosiers have gotten in their last handful of games. Uh, Head over to, to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up with Bet Online today. They're your number one spot for baseball and football action. If you sign up using promo code Locked On, new users will get a 50% welcome bonus on their first deposit. That's promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So as we said, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, boxing, MMA, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, these guys have you covered. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. If I were a betting man, I would uh, bet on Thomas Bryant coming back strong this season. Uh, He suffered a partially torn ACL in February of last year. Uh, Obviously had surgery on it. He's not going to be healthy to start the season. Uh, The Wizards are where he is at. And he, the Wizards are not a team that I would imagine they might compete at the bottom of the uh, Eastern Conference this season, but they don't have title aspirations. And Thomas Bryant is a young guy that's uh, carved out a, an important role with that team, so they're not going to rush him back. Uh, but he um, he's ahead of schedule, it sounds like, reading up on him. It, uh, head coach Wes Unsell Jr. said, I don't want to put a timeline on Thomas. He looks well ahead of schedule. I'll say that. And the thing, things he's able to do on the floor – but I think we need to make a or take a cautious approach. He's come a long way in my layman's eyes. He's probably ahead of schedule, but I'll leave those decisions to the medical people. Right now, you're, it's about eight months removed from that injury. It's typically closer to a year before guys get back on the floor. It was only a partially torn ACL, so maybe Bryant is able to get back a little sooner, potentially before the end of this year. Uh, as I said, general consensus is he's about two months away, so potentially around the holidays he could be back on the floor, but he's developed into a really nice center in the NBA. As I said, he's a part of that Wizards core. Um, Surprisingly, for those that haven't kept up with him since his Indiana Hoosiers days, he is a legitimate three-point threat now. He is a stretch big man. He's slimmed down a lot. Uh, He kind of reworked his form and over the last two seasons, uh, he hasn't played a lot. He uh, Two seasons ago, I want to say two years ago, but the 2019-20 season ended a year ago, a calendar year ago. So two seasons ago, he played in 46 games. Uh, that was his breakout campaign, uh, particularly in the bubble. 
He looked really good for the Wizards. So there were high expectations coming into last season, but he ultimately only played 10 games before suffering that partially torn ACL. But in those um, 56 games, he attempted 112 three-pointers and hit 41% of them. So almost um, over, or I should say over league average, well over league average, especially for a big man on two attempts per game is really, really impressive. So he's going to be a part of that core whenever he gets back from injury. Uh, a more recent name is Romeo Langford, who is still with the Celtics. He was drafted to the Celtics. We spoke about him before the Summer League, and uh, he spoke about being healthy for the first time, being able to work on his game for the first time during the summer. He obviously had that wrist injury in Bloomington, uh, and that's kind of been one of the uh, the effects of COVID halting one season, condensing schedules, um, is that guys haven't gotten a chance to work on their games during the summer, get their body rights, or get their bodies right, I should say. And that was what happened with Romeo. He finally got his body right. He had COVID last season as well. Uh, it was kind of a nightmare season for him. He was never able to really get right. He had chances under Brad Stevens. Um, but he just was never able to get right. Brad Stevens is now, he is not the head coach. He has moved up into the front office. Ime Udoka is the new head coach, but it sounds like Romeo Langford's still going to have a big role, and he had a really good preseason. Um, he's going to be in the rotation. He's kind of filled out physically. He looks a lot bigger, as you would expect, uh, after it's entering his third year in the NBA. Uh, it's an improved jumper, though. It's a small sample size, but in the preseason, he shot 9 of 15 from 3. It's a lot smoother of a jumper, not quite as low of a starting point. I think it's always going to be kind of a, I don't want to say awkward release, but just a unique one, not a common one. Um, but it looks a lot smoother, and that's going to be, that's going to determine how much he's going to be able to play in the NBA as a wing player. But ultimately, this is a make-or-break year for Romeo. The Celtics used a high draft pick on him, a first-round draft pick on him. Uh, he, As I said, he's going to have chances to earn consistent minutes with this team, but it's going to be on him now to be able to produce at a high enough level to keep those minutes throughout the season or potentially earn more. So it's going to be interesting to see what he is able to do in Boston I don't think he's ever going to break into the starting lineup. They have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two of the best young uh, perimeter guys. Um, they have Marcus Smart at point guard. Um, they they have a lot of guards and wings, but in the modern NBA, you want a lot of guards and wings, so that's why Romeo is still going to have a role. So I don't know that he's ever going to break into the starting lineup, but he's absolutely going to be, at least at the start of the season, a guy who will get minutes off the bench. Last name I have not mentioned, as I'm sure most of you know, is Victor Oladipo. He was with the Pacers, who, um, once you guys get done listening to Locked On Hoosiers, uh, for your first listen of the day, make sure you head on over to Locked On Pacers. They've had an eventful week already. Malcolm Brogdon got extended. Uh, the season will kick off for them tonight as they play the Hornets and LaMelo Ball. Uh, so plenty to talk about for them. 
but he was traded from the Pacers last year, obviously to the Rockets, and then was later traded from the Rockets to the Heat. And then uh, the same quadricep uh, that he injured in Indiana, he injured again in Miami. The odd thing has been the complete lack of information given on his injury. Um, he is not going to be able to play at the start of the season, but nobody really knows when he's going to be back, himself included. On media day at the start of training camp, uh, he said, I'm optimistic. I'm doing better. I have no control of the past. Here and now, I feel great. I'm getting better every day. Uh, but when he was asked specifically kind of about his injury and his timetable, he says, I wish I had the answers, but I really don't know. It's an odd injury. Uh, the The injury he suffered is not one that typically happens to NBA players. Um, it's one that typically happens to, in more um, contact sports, NFL, it'll happen a lot more. So I don't want to, he's not necessarily a guinea pig, but it, he, he's, nobody really knows. Like he, he, nobody's really had this injury. Uh, NBA player, a prominent NBA player, and had to come back from it. So I think that's what's kind of led to the uncertainty of when he'll get back. Um, Miami signed him. He, w- he was a free agent this summer. Miami signed him back on a minimum deal. Um, there was some – it would allow him, if he's able to come back and play, it would allow him to stay with Miami on a bigger deal next season potentially. Um, Miami is a place known for – uh, there it's called heat culture. A lot of people kind of joke about it, but it's a, it's a culture where everybody is really physically fit and they have strict requirements in that regard. Um, so in that sense, it could be good for Oladipo to be able to get healthy there. He's not going to be in there any sort of pressure to get on the court and produce for them, uh, which I think will be really helpful there's no kind of lingering. When's he going to be back? When's he going to be back? That was there with Indiana, rightfully so. I mean, he was the star players, star player of those teams. Uh, that's gone. So it's just going to be a matter of him getting healthy, taking as much time as he needs. But it's it's impossible to say when he's going to be back. If he comes back this season, or when he comes back, I really don't know. If he comes back he's going to have a role on this team. Like they need a player. They could use a player like Victor Oladipo. They don't have a ton of guard depth. Uh, I don't think Oladipo is going to start. Obviously he won't start right away. I could see him become or moving into a a sixth man role though. Um, This, the heat kind of built their team obviously without any sort of belief that Oladipo was coming back and to be a part of it. Uh, which, as I said, on one hand means that you're uh, not going to have the pressure to come back. On the other hand means you're not going to have a, a role, a specific role when you come back. So there's going to be a lot of feeling out whenever he does come back. But uh, ultimately, I think Miami's a good landing spot for him if he's able to get healthy. I think it's somewhere he could play well at. He really, again, that heat culture tag that everybody jokes about, he... Uh, it's just kind of like a hardworking, grinded out type of culture. And I think that fits Oladipo. So I think he could fit there if he's able to get healthy. But I think I speak for all Hoosier fans when I just say get healthy. 
because I love watching Oladipo play and I want him back on the court and healthy again. That'll do it for us today. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen today. Now head on over to Locked On Buckeyes with Jay Stevens. Uh, get an update on Ohio State and what they're going to do and be sure to listen to them for Thursday's episode because we're going to be doing a crossover. Uh, we're going to talk to Jay about the Buckeyes, what the Hoosiers can expect coming into Bloomington on Saturday. And then we'll be back on Friday to give you all the last details and information you need ahead of that game. Make sure you guys leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It's a huge help. I know I ask for it every time. I know it probably gets boring, but it really is a huge help if you guys are able to do that. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. I want to make this a conversation, so make sure you leave a review and I'll read it out on air. Uh, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. But that, as always, most importantly, have a great Wednesday in LEO.